in today's show. It's time to look around the NBA at injuries. Give some updates. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. This episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions that you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on those that you want to keep. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We're going to talk injuries across the league. Let's get into it straight away. Um, We'll start with the Atlanta Hawks, where we always like to start at the top of the alphabet. The Hawks. Three major injuries to three major wing players. DeAndre Hunter, we know, is out for probably another seven weeks with wrist surgery. Bogdan Bogdanovich is out at least two more weeks with an ankle sprain. Minimum reevaluated in two weeks, so we're looking at you know twentieth to twentieth of December to Christmas for a return for Bogdanovich. I think with how he'd been playing and now an injury that he is a clear drop. And then a guy that could have jumped in to replace both of those blokes, Cam Reddish, is dealing with a wrist injury now. At this point, Reddish, the uh, injury report was pretty non-specific. Oh, he'll be reevaluated daily, and he is actually listed as questionable for Wednesday. So maybe he misses literally zero time. So that could be good news. That could make him an interesting ad if both Bogdanovich and her, uh, and Hunter are out. Him and Hurd will be the biggest beneficiaries, although I do think they will start Solomon Hill and then have Reddish and Gallinari running things along with DeLon Wright and Lou Williams in that second unit. But uh, we don't have, of course, any confirmation on that at this point, but it is good that Reddish is currently listed as questionable. On to the Boston Celtics. These ones, nothing major. Dennis Schroeder missed the last game with an ankle injury. He is probable to return. Yeah, keeping a track of his minutes and his role with a fully healthy squad is going to be really interesting to me. And then Rob Williams has missed the last three games with an illness. He is probable to return for Wednesday's game against Philadelphia. He's played only one game since the 15th of November. Rob Williams. So it's been a pretty rough stretch. He had the knee problem, came back for a game, and then he's out with an illness. So he is going to return. So make sure no one dropped him. And if they did, go and add him because uh, he is ready to return. The Brooklyn Nets, we know that Joe Harris had surgery on his ankle. He'll be out four to eight weeks. They say the lower end of that. I say maybe not, but I'm not a doctor. I just know that you're cutting someone's, someone open. Maybe want to be a little bit more cautious about things. Paddy Mills is the guy that steps in there. DeAndre Bembry has also been stepping up. Mills has 12-team value as long as he keeps shooting 56% from three, which, of course, he won't, and then he becomes more fringy. Um, Harris was already a droppable guy, so you can go ahead and drop him while Bembry gets some value in uh, in deeper formats. While Nick Claxton, I don't know what illness this is that Claxton has had. Um, smallpox? Ebola? I don't know what's happened to him. It's not COVID, and he's just been out forever. Hopefully, he's okay. We're still time away from him returning. Maybe next week he's back. 
I don't know where he fits in. They've already taken Blake Griffin out of the rotation. Do they go back and start Claxton over Aldridge? I don't think they will. Does Claxton just take the you know, 10, 12 minutes that um, Paul Millsap was playing? Does he take some of the 20 minutes that James Johnson's playing? I don't think Claxton's going to be a 12-team league guy. Maybe a 14-team league player. But yeah, his role is still, I guess, uh, a little bit undetermined on this Brooklyn team. The Charlotte Hornets. Mason Plumley is going to miss again with a calf injury. He's missed three consecutive games. He will miss his fourth on Wednesday. That is affording more minutes for PJ Washington Jr. We saw Nick Richards get a start last game and do jack shit in that one. So uh, yeah, we just need to watch that one to see if they do go back to Richards starting or they go back to PJ. The matchup will be against Bobby Portis and the Bucks. So I do think that PJ will start there and that makes him a 12-team league guy. While Cody Martin missed last game, Due to an illness, he's officially questionable for Wednesday. He's an excellent stream option when you need steals, but not a must-roster guy. But when he is out, it does boost the value of uh, a Jalen McDaniels for deeper leagues. But more importantly for standard leagues, Kelly Oubre gets a boost in that scenario. The the Chicago Bulls are pretty clear with injuries. No updates on anything there. Patrick Williams uh, is out for the season, of course. We move to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, Chetty Osman, the Discman, has missed three of the last five games. There is a role here for Chetty because of the absence to Colin Sexton. He can be maybe a 12-team league streamer, Osman. I wouldn't say that he's a must-roster guy, but he's questionable for Wednesday. Um, we'll see how that goes. Well, Dean Wade has missed the last two with a calf injury. I don't even think that Wade is going to be necessarily a rotation player with Allen, Mobley, Markinen, and Kevin Love. Uh, all there. It's just there's no real need to play someone like that, especially when you can play an Osman or a Lamar Stevens or a Dylan Winler. Maybe they do play Wade, but his minutes will be so low that it's not really going to um, it's not really going to matter for most people. But I tell you what does matter if you're in the hiring business, and that is getting the right people for your job. There's always going to be a debate between LeBron and between Jordan when it comes to helping you hire all-star talent faster. Though the goat is indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Indeed is a hiring partner that gets you what you really want. A short list of quality candidates as fast as possible because you can do it all. Attract, interview, and hire all at Indeed. Don't struggle on your own to find quality candidates. Indeed can help you hire the right people right now. Indeed, look, if I had had Indeed when I was back in my old job hiring people, I loved it. Just sifting through resumes, trying to find the right people is an absolute disaster. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process. So you can find talent with the skills you need through tools like Indeed, Instant Match, Assessments, and Virtual Interviews. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. And of course, what about Bill Bar? Cyber Monday. It's been extended. Wow, that's awesome. With Cyber Monday being extended, you can use... If you listen to this, you might be able to sneak it in. The code LOCKED20 to get 20% off all of the great Built Bars. There are so many great flavors available. They're bringing out new ones. I went to check for the Vanilla Cream Built Bar the other day. Sold out. What a disappointment. But there's so many great flavors. The Ruby Chocolate, my other favorite one, bang, sold out. They are just so popular at the moment. So make sure you get in there and take advantage of all the great deals. We know what Built Bar is. It is the most delicious tasting protein bar ever. It tastes like a candy bar, but it's low fat, low sugar, low carbs, and low calories, but it's high in protein. 
Most bars are 17 grams of protein. You've got just 130 calories in most of those bars, four to five grams of sugar and four to five grams of net carbs. So check out built.com. Try to sneak that locked 20 promo code in there for 20% off on your Cyber Monday deals. Otherwise, go back to the original locked 15 because that'll still give you 15% off. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Let's look at the Dallas Mavericks. Percentages. Christos Porzingis sprained his ankle last game. He's officially listed as questionable for Wednesday. So that is, I think, really positive news. If Porzingis does miss, I would expect they just start Jalen Brunson um, with more minutes going to a Maxi Kleber. Um, then maybe they start Moses Brown again if Willie Cauley-Stein's unavailable because he is out with an illness. While Frank Nilkeen has missed three consecutive games with a calf problem. The big one there is Porzingis, but it does appear that he may have escaped serious injury. So good news, maybe it's just a one or two game absence with that ankle problem. We uh, we, we uh, cross our fingers to hope that uh, it's okay. Also, if he misses, Moses Brown is not a pickup. I cannot stress this enough. Um, he just He's not a good NBA player at this point. It's, the amount of people I get pushed back on that is, is always crazy. Man, he's just 22. Yeah, he's, he's going to improve. Okay, but that, that's fine. He, he's currently not good. And the Mavericks are in the business of winning basketball games, not playing not good players. And that is going to impact what he does. Um, so interestingly, yeah, there's there's still Kleber, there's still Powell, there's still Corley Stein there. And yeah, Kleber's the guy that we, we would add. I think we should add him anyway, but if Puzingas does miss, he becomes that option for us. The Denver Nuggets. We updated this yesterday, but Maga Porter Jr. is having back surgery. Been pretty stunned if he played this year. They haven't officially ruled him out of those shums, did say out for the season. I wouldn't bother holding him as I detailed on yesterday's recap show, so you can drop Maga Porter Jr. PJ Dozier, since the last time we did an injury update, he's out for the season with a torn ACL. That does improve the value of Faku Kampazo and of the big stiffy Bones Highland coming off the bench. Well, Jermichael Green missed last game with an elbow injury. That pushed Zeke Naji into the rotation. I would not be shocked if Naji is able to take that rotation role permanently at some point this season. Jermichael has been... Um, Pretty much a disappointment in every game that he's played this year. Not that he was ever going to impact fantasy leagues, but his on-court play has not been great. Obviously, Jeff Green is the guy that takes that permanent starting spot from uh, Michael Porter Jr. But if you didn't want Jeff Green before the surgery news, when Porter was out, then you don't want him now. Aaron Gordon's the guy that just makes sure he's not on a waiver wire. He will be up and down for sure, and he does tend to produce better when Jokic is also out. But without Porter, it does give him a slight boost in usage. The Detroit Pistons, we're still you're weeks away from Kelly Olenek returning with his knee injury, with his torn MCL. You're probably looking at you know, early January for a return for Olenek. Obviously, we're not stashing him unless you've got an injured slot. Isaiah Livers hasn't played this season. He's out with a foot injury. Not that he's going to be an impact guy either. Um, Killian Hayes yeah, seemed to hurt, hurt, yeah, try again. Seems to hurt his thumb every game, but he's fine. And uh, Frankie Jackson is questionable with a tibia injury. It's a very weird designation, a, a tibia pain. But we'll see um, how... He, look, his minutes have been pushing up. He's been in closing lineups ahead of someone like um, Big Alf Stewart. And he is yeah, pushing himself ahead of Hamadou Diallo, Corey Joseph, um, and Josh Jackson, who's basically out of the rotation at this stage. Golden State Warriors play today. Bunch of guys on the injury report. Andre Iguodala with that knee problem is still out. That's, uh, that's a real problem that he has been out with this soreness. Originally, we just thought it was rest, but he has missed, um, what, seven games in a row, and he's going to miss his eighth game in a row today. Not that he was impacting fantasy, but it does help the value of guys like Toscano Anderson and Peyton and, of course, Otto Porter Jr. We're really watching Porter, who's played 20 minutes in five consecutive games. 
Andrew Wiggins has also popped up in the injury report today, questionable with back soreness. So yeah, he's been really, really good this year. So if he misses, then that really does boost the value of Otto Porter. James Wiseman and Clay Thompson are playing in the G League. That does not, or they're playing, they're with the G League, they're practicing with the G League. I would not, still not expect the return from either of these guys before Christmas, maybe on Christmas. Wiseman, um, yeah, I, I think Wiseman's probably going to be at a similar time to Clay, to be honest. Uh, he's actually seems to be behind Clay in terms of where the rehab is with his knee. So I would expect both at Christmas. I don't expect Wiseman to be a 12-team valuable player, as I've mentioned a million times. I think Clay will be valuable enough in 12-team leagues on a per-game basis, but he's going to sit a lot. And the first month to six weeks, I think are going to be pretty rough. But when you get to fantasy playoffs, maybe he sneaks into the top 100. I am not expecting huge, huge things from Clay Thompson, but we're getting to the stage now where he's almost back. The Houston Rockets. Jalen Green is out with a hamstring injury. And coincidentally, since he's been out, they've won three straight. Is it a coincidence? Maybe maybe not. He's been one of the worst players in the NBA. When he comes back, whether they start him or not, I would imagine they do. But they'd be much better without him starting. So watching that is interesting. I think he's a drop. Yeah, he was not playing well, and he's hurt, so I think you can drop him. DJ Augustin is going to be out again on Wednesday due to health and safety protocols. That just means that you get more minutes for those bench guards and wings like... Um, Armani Brooks, like uh, Daniel House, uh, maybe even Deshaun Nix, who played a couple of minutes last game. Usman Garuba is also out. Not that he's been playing anyway. I'd love to see Garuba play, but unfortunately, he's behind Wood and he's behind uh, Alperen Sengun and probably behind Daniel Tice also. The Indiana Pacers. There is absolutely no update at this point on TJ Warren, so we don't know when he's going to be back. You expect mid to late January. While Miles Turner missed the game on Monday with an illness, I, don't, I hope it's not a Nick Claxon illness. I don't think it is. Um, but he should be ready to return pretty quickly, which should be uh, which should be great. For the Clippers, of course, there is no Kawhi Leonard. There is no Jason Preston. Those guys are out for a long time. Nick Batum still dealing with um, his COVID diagnosis. Maybe he comes back Friday against the Lakers. Maybe it's Saturday against the Kings or, or maybe Monday against the Blazers. That would be, you know, you're targeting that. I don't think he plays Wednesday, but in those next three games. Well, Marcus Morris rested last game on a back-to-back with his knee problem. He should be ready to return for the game on Wednesday against the Kings. Um yeah, minutes have been pretty good for him pushing up last game. I still think he's more of a 12-team points versus 12-team category league player and more of a 14-team league uh, category guy. The Lakers, still a bunch of guys on the injury report. Trevor Ariza and Kendrick Nunn, they don't appear particularly close. I would think minimum two weeks for those guys to return. They're not going to be 12-team league players, in my opinion. Maybe more 14-team league guys, or they could develop into yeah, Hassan Whiteside-level top-end streamers for 12 teams, but we're a long way away from that. LeBron James is on the injury report again with that abdominal injury. I feel like the Lakers do this every year, that when someone gets an injury like LeBron, they're just going to list them every single game with this injury. And I think that's going to happen here with LeBron. While Anthony Davis is shockingly on the injury report with a head contusion, so hopefully he's okay. Avery Bradley is out with hand soreness. Hopefully that means out and never to return ever again into the rotation. But this means that Malik Monk has an opportunity. I wouldn't mind streaming in Monk for today's game, if you get this in time. Um, Just, I think he'll start. He's been playing generally pretty well. And the minutes have been up, and now there's no Avery Bradley to clunk things up, and that might uh, benefit him in a pretty substantial way. 
It's also going to benefit you in a substantial way to get all of your betting action done at Bet Online. They've got more props, more odds, and more lines than ever before as football season continues to march towards the playoffs. So head to the new updated desktop or mobile site and sign up today using our code LOCKEDON and you can get a 50% welcome deposit match bonus. You got basketball, you got football, you got the NHL, you got boxing, you got UFC, and also your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the great offers they have for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet Online is where the game starts. The Memphis Grizzlies. You're going to be stunned to know that we still don't know what Jar Morant's injury is. It's a knee sprain. They might as well just say he's got an ouchie on his knee. Like, a knee sprain means jack shit. We don't have a time frame. We have no idea what it is, what the injury is, when he's coming back. Absolutely none. I would expect Jared is out until probably close to Christmas at a best case scenario. Maybe like the 15th to the 20th of December. Best case. Worst case, March. That's how it reads to me. But these assholes don't tell us anything. So we've got no idea in Memphis. Obviously with him out, Tyus Jones, DeAnthony Melton, Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks all become 12-team league roster players. Zaire Williams, who... Shockingly to me, has maintained a rotation role all season. I think he's been bad most of the time, but he has had a rotation role all season. He's questionable with a knee injury, while Sam Merrill's probably at least two weeks away um, with an ankle problem. On to the Miami Heat. This question will get asked to me a lot. I don't have an update on Victor Oladipo. We have heard nothing, nothing at all. I would not expect him back until the 2022 portion of the season. My initial estimation of Oladipo was around February, and then there were some people... Uh, yeah, there was always rumors. And just or, be careful of Instagram rumors and Hoop Central and all that sort of bullshit. I said, oh, he's going to be back in November. Clearly, that was false, right? I'm still looking at January, February for Oladipo. And when he comes back, he's going to fill the Max Struess role? Maybe? Like, where's he fit? I don't think that he's a good 12-team league option. Lowry, Hero, Robinson, although Robinson's been shit house, But remember, Oladipo's been bad for two years. And he's coming back off a significant leg surgery and he's going to be ramped up slowly, yeah, hopefully, so he can provide value in the playoffs. I don't think he's going to be a 12-team league player. Jimmy Butler missed last game with a tailbone injury. We don't know his status yet for Wednesday. And Tyler Hero has missed two consecutive games due to soreness. Something to watch. Markeith Morris has missed weeks with a neck problem. We know he had a pre-existing neck issue and then the Jokic hit exacerbated that, which is obviously shit house. Um, hopefully he's able to return soon. Not that that impacts fantasy at all. With Hero and Butler, if they miss, then we are looking at Vincent, Struess, and Martin as those beneficiaries. They all played 30 minutes last game. Struess, probably the better option there, but Vincent maybe is a little bit more consistent. We don't have an actual update in Milwaukee on Brook Lopez, but we have a, I guess, update by proxy because they signed DeMarcus Cousins, which to me means pretty bad news for Brook Lopez. I don't know if that means he's going to miss months or weeks or days, but he played one game and we haven't seen him since. I would not expect Brook Lopez to be back in the next week. I would not expect him back, honestly. Um, yeah, I don't know this to be true. I wouldn't expect him in the next month. They've also given us no updates on Dante DiVincenzo, who hasn't played this season. He hurt his ankle in June. Or maybe it was late May. I think it was June. Um, we just haven't heard anything about this ankle foot tendon surgery. When he comes back, it renders guys like Pat Connaughton and Grayson Allen's already useless, but it renders Connaughton even more um, marginal when he eventually ramps back up. And who knows when that's going to be. Well, Shemi Ojale is probably out another two more weeks with this calf injury. Not that he was impacting fantasy too much. 
On the Minnesota side of things, last game we had Jared Vanderbilt and Jaden McDaniels both out due to illness. You don't expect that to be a long-term thing. It's not a COVID illness, so hopefully they're okay. Vanderbilt had been a 12-team must-roster player. Beverly Patrick Beverly had also been a must-roster player, but he's out with a groin injury. Probably not back until maybe December 12th. His value is not high enough. You have to hold through no injured reserve. So if you do need to drop him, then go ahead and drop him. The New Orleans Pelicans, Zion Williamson. We got somewhat of an update from Zion that he is pushing back towards a return. I think there is a possibility that Zion is back, say, maybe like Wednesday, the 8th of December. So next next Wednesday in about a week's time. I think that's a possibility that he returns then. We don't have an update on that at this at this stage when he's returning, but things are progressing. So Zion could be back at some point middle of December um, is my current thinking on it. The Knicks, few interesting injury designations here. Roland Barrett Jr. has popped up as questionable for Tuesday's game with an illness. Mitchell Robinson is questionable with an illness. Nerlens Noel is questionable with a knee problem. Derek Rose is questionable with an ankle problem. Uh, Rose has now missed four con- or three straight games and questionable for today. And Taj Gibson's questionable with his groin. Taj has missed five straight games. Noel has consistently battled problems all year. I understand Noel's value is really nice in category leagues. In a points league, I wouldn't bother with him in in 12-team points. And I think in a category league, you've got to almost resort to him being a streaming option just because of too much uncertainty with availability. I don't actually think Robinson is must-roster either, to be honest. On to the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Oklahoma City mudflap, Kenrich Williams, is out for a couple of weeks with an ankle injury. All that does is open up minutes for you know, uh, other other guys like um, Trey Mann, for example, or a Pokushevsky or a Wiggins, but they're just going to throw minutes at multiple different players. And then both Mike Muscala and Derek Favors missed last game, and that enabled Isaiah Roby to play 27 minutes. Muscala was out with uh, ankle soreness and Favors with an illness. The upcoming slate for the Thunder is a back-to-back Wednesday, Thursday. So Mascala and Favors probably miss at least one of those games there as well. So maybe there is some short-term stream value for Roby, but it is really hard to trust any rotation with the uh, Thunder. On to the Orlando Magic. Jalen Suggs, fresh news yesterday, fractured his thumb. I would imagine six to eight weeks. We don't have a time frame on that, but that's my guess. He's a drop. Cole Anthony is back. So if you were looking at adding Roderick Hampton, I I don't think it's going to be the play. I think they'll start Anthony and Harris. There's Terrence Ross will get minutes. You get Hampton playing 21 or 22 minutes maybe, but I don't think that's going to be enough for him to be a 12. I could be wrong, but I don't think it's going to be enough for him to be a 12-team league player. Markel Fultz and John Isaac, they are with the G League and practicing, but I would not expect either of them back until probably Christmas. I know that they're practicing, and Fultz will be back before Isaac is my guess. At this point, I don't expect Isaac back until January. Uh, Fultz, he might get back a few days before Christmas. But remember, Michael Fultz tore his ACL in January. So a 12-month return is January. So if he is back at some point here in, in December, it's a, it's a win. There's no need for them to push him, though. He is playing. He, well, he's practicing the G League. He's not playing yet. So don't get... Like, you hear these reports. That doesn't mean that they're just around the corner for, for returning. So don't get too... Um, and even when Fultz returns, like, is he going to play 28 minutes straight off the bat? It probably helps that Suggs is out, but honestly, there is a real chance that Suggs is back at the same time that Fultz is fully cleared. That's a possibility. So yeah, the Suggs injury may not actually help. For the Phoenix Suns, Abdul Nadir and Frank Kaminsky are both... uh, Actually, I skipped the Sixers because there's no injuries happening there with them. Uh, For the Phoenix Suns, 
Abdul Nadir has missed, what, five straight with a knee injury. And Frank is going to be out for you know, months probably with his, his knee injury. That really doesn't impact the rotation in huge chunks. For the Portland Trailblazers who do play on Tuesday, Damian Lillard's abdominal injury, guys, it's flared up again and he is out. We thought maybe he'd turn the corner and then he put in a stinker against the Warriors. Uh, not against the Warriors, against the Jazz. And now he's sitting out on the back-to-back. He did play the last back-to-back. He played 31 and 40 minutes, and then he's sitting out again. So he sat out uh, in the game against Denver on a back-to-back on the 14th of November, and now he's out again. That's two games out in two weeks. But little than this abdominal injury, you know that I'm worried about it. Norm Powell is going to miss um, Tuesday again. He missed Monday with a quad injury. He's out Tuesday. We're looking at streaming Anthony Simons in a pretty big way. Well, Nasir Little has also been ruled out on Tuesday. So that helps Nance. It helps Covington. It helps Snell. It helps guys like Dennis Smith, who's an interesting streamer for today. Uh, even like a Benny McLemore. But this team looks uh, pretty shit house at the moment. Speaking of shitouts, the Sacramento Kings, Rashawn Holmes is off the injury report, so he's going to be returning. So if any of you are hoping for Damian Lee, Damian Lee, not Damian Lee, Damian Jones, Alex Len, or Tristan Thompson, you can forget that. Holmes will return. Mo Harkless is questionable for today's game. Um, I don't know whether they'll start him or Metu or Terrence Davis in that position because the pencil Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. He's doubtful again. He's missed three straight games now for that foot issue. No, don't drop Barnsley. Um, and I don't think it's a long, long-term thing. So that means, yeah, I wouldn't be rushing for Harkless or Metu or Davis or any of those guys uh, as addable players. The San Antonio Spurs, you've got Devin Vassell and Dougie McDermott, both questionable. Vassell with a quad. Now, I do think that Derek White's recent increased form has been because of Vassell's absence. It's helped White's usage, but White's also looking more confident, which is great. Vassell, I think, is a must-hold for now. Well, Doug McDermott, of course, isn't any of those things, and he is just a deeper league option. A lot of injuries on the Raptors. Uh, they play today. OG Ananobi, the Jedi. But what about Scarf? OG. Stop, OG. Uh, you better stop, OG. Um, still out with his hip pointer. No timeline from him to return. He's missed, what, six games already. I expect he misses the rest of this week. Maybe he's back 8th of December against the Thunder. Maybe. But we, we just don't know. Don't drop OG. Please do not drop OG. But it does help the value of guys like Barnes and Trent and Siakam and Van Vliet and Luke and those players. Ken Birch is going to miss his fourth straight with a knee problem. That's helping the big sneeze, Precious Achua, who becomes a stream option only at more 14 to 16 team league value. Gary Trent missed last game. He is questionable for today's game with a calf problem. If he is out, then Svi is that option. While Goran Dragic is away for the team for personal reasons, I will be pretty surprised if Dragic plays any more games ever for the Toronto Raptors. For the Utah Jazz, Royce O'Neal has missed two straight with an ankle injury. With him out, Joe Ingles becomes an option. It helps the value of Gay and Jordan Clarkson in that scenario too. And then lastly, we move on to the uh, Washington Wizards. And we don't really have any updates because the two guys who are out here are Rui Hachimura, who's out still with personal issues. We have no idea when Rui Hachimura is returning. Um, Still no updates on that. We, yeah, it's just, again, one of the giant mysteries in the NBA as to what's actually going on with Rui. Wouldn't expect him back this week. And Tom Bryant with his torn ACL. He tore it in January. Don't expect him to return until some point in January. I don't care what his you know, trainer said or what Instagram posts or whatever. I just wouldn't. Maybe it, maybe it's different, but I wouldn't expect him back until January. And then he'll be on a diet of limited minutes. He'll be on a diet of missed games. And he'll be on a diet of, hey, there are two other centers here who are potentially better than me, so I'm not going to play anyway. 
So I wouldn't be looking at anything to do with stashing Tom Bryant. He's one of those guys who puts up good stats. Shout out to Moses Brown. But on court as an NBA player, there's so many significant deficiencies that there's other guys maybe preferred to him in Harold and Gafford. So don't get... Um, overly wrapped up in you know, wasting roster spots on holding Tom Bryant. I wouldn't believe. That's how I think, think anyway. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. Make sure you're checking out the Locked On Bets podcast as well, wherever you find podcasts. They go through all betting stuff across all sports. And uh, on YouTube, you're here. Thumb me up. Leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.